You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To another episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. Thank you so much for joining us here. It is Tuesday, August 28th, which means we are four days away from Penn State football finally returning. And it feels like a game week. Uh, James Franklin has a press conference today on Tuesday. We are going to get into that a little bit in, in some future shows. Uh, but we're going to keep getting you ready for the 2018 season with a little bit of a broad outlook at some things here on today's show. I do want to note very quickly here that there was some breaking news for Penn State on Monday evening. Manny Bowen, uh, the senior linebacker, was is no longer with the team again. Uh, it's exactly unclear if Bowen left voluntarily or was dismissed, uh, but he has had a couple of disciplinary problems Uh, Previously, he was suspended from the team twice, once before the 2016 Rose Bowl, once uh, late last season. He was dismissed from the team after uh, the end of last regular season, but then he was reinstated this fall or this summer, excuse me, before training camp. Uh, But Penn State then released its roster for its week one game against Appalachian State last last night. This is on Monday night and Manny Bowen was not on it and they said he is no longer part of the team. So again, James Franklin has his press conference today that should be able to shed some more light on it, but Manny Bowen is no longer on Penn State's roster. We'll get into what Bowen leaving the team means for Penn State uh, later this week after we get some more clarity on what exactly happened. Uh, But for the rest of today's show, we're going to focus on some more big picture stuff for Penn State's 2018 season. What I'm going to do is I'm going to break Penn State's schedule down Uh, by superlatives. I'm going to go game by game, each of Penn State's 12 regular season games, and I'm going to give it a superlative. Uh, And then later at the end of the show, I'm also going to have my initial Big Ten power rankings for the 2018 season. You can see which teams are not so good. Spoiler alert, it's Rutgers. Uh, Where Penn State stands and how I see uh, the teams lining up in the Big Ten this season. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Uh, I'm looking forward to some feedback on that. Uh, But just real quick, uh, I want to say thank you again. This is our first full week of Locked On Nittany Lions. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's been a great response so far uh, for people downloading and listening and commenting and rating us on iTunes. Uh, People are following us on social media. We are at Locked On Nittany on Twitter. And we can also be found on Facebook uh, I re- really appreciate everyone who's liked and followed our pages on social media. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can through social media or you can find us at lockedonnitney at gmail.com. Again, I appreciate any and all feedback and any and all listens as we get this show, uh, get this podcast really going in the right direction heading into the heading into the season. So thank you for everyone who's listening and Thank you for joining me here again today. As I said earlier, I wanted to get started today by looking at Penn State's schedule and kind of breaking it down game by game, not just in terms of who they're playing or what the point spread might be or 
you know, what the game could mean, but I want to give each game a superlative. So here we go. All right, we'll start with Penn State's season opener this Saturday against Appalachian State. That game gets the superlative of most relaxing game. This game should be rather easily won by Penn State inside, so there's nothing to worry about there. It's Penn State is football is back, so you can just relax on the couch or get comfy in your seat at Beaver Stadium and just enjoy college football returning. It shouldn't be a high stress game. It should just be one where you're not really worried about the outcome. There aren't other Appalachian State fans who are really going to yell at you in person or on Twitter or whatever. So this one should just be a nice, simple victory for Penn State, a comfortable win and a comfortable game. All right, moving on to September 8th at Pitt. This one gets the distinction of pettiest game. Yeah, the Penn State-Pitt rivalry reintroduction has been interesting to some degree, uh, annoying to another degree, uh, from both, from both fan bases. I think Penn state fans sometimes don't like to admit that they want to play pit. And cause I understand that it can be a no win situation for Penn state either, you know, you win and it's like, Oh, well, Penn state's supposed to win anyway, or pit wins. And you know, you lose to a team that many fans feel like is a little brother to Penn State. So the conversation, the we're going to have the same conversations we've had the last two years about, you know, is, are these rivals? Should they play every year? Yada, yada, yada. This week will be pretty petty, and I expect everything to play out. I mean, the game's at Heinz Field, too. I expect there to be some, some shouting matches in the parking lot of that one, especially for a night game. So Hopefully Penn State can get through it with a win and uh, most fans get through without getting into too heated of an argument with a Pitt fan. All right, moving on to September 15th against Kent State. Uh, This is the best game to miss, in my opinion. This is a... Kent State is not a good team. I think Penn State's going to be favored in this one more more so than they are against Appalachian State. Um, Yeah, it's it's the last non-conference game of the season. You know, if, if you have other plans, if you want, if you have season tickets and, and need a weekend at home, or if you have something, you know, if you don't feel like making the trip to one home game this year, that might be it. If you're, you have some other commitments to make that weekend, you know, just check the score on your phone. I don't think you'll miss a whole lot. All right. Moving on to September 21st at Illinois. This is that Friday night game. Uh, and because of the date, it gets the best game to mute in the second half and listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire instead. Obviously, it's the 21st night of September. It's a very odd game. I believe the kickoff starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. It The Big Ten is trying to get these Friday night games to take off and build more of a TV audience on these games. I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think many Penn State fans are going to enjoy this. I, I would even rather, much rather watch a noon game on a Saturday than a 9 p.m. Friday game. But it should be a pretty easy win for Penn State on the road. And 
it, uh, you know, you can listen to that Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Listen, just put on Earth, Wind, and Fire, Spotify, and, and, and jam out while Penn State's up by 35 in the second half. The next game on the schedule, I think everyone knows what it is. September 29th against Ohio State at Beaver Stadium. It gets the superlative of the game to get your college game day sign ready for now. I don't think either team is going to slip up in the first four weeks of the season. I expect both teams to be undefeated heading into this. Yes, even Ohio State without Urban Meyer for the first three weeks, they have a tough game against TCU. But I I expect the Buckeyes to take care of business there. I expect Penn State to win its first four games. And I expect this to be a matchup of two undefeated teams, two teams probably in the top five, top seven in the country, squaring off in a game that could decide the Big Ten East and could decide the Big Ten. It's going to be a huge matchup. And we're already, we are already a month away, which is crazy that this game comes up so quickly that Penn State's biggest game could be in in September. Uh, That's pretty nuts. All right, Penn State has a bye week after that. And then on October 13th, Michigan State comes to Beaver Stadium. That gets the superlative for the best game for some low-key revenge. Now, I think the revenge storyline is going to be there for Penn State against Ohio State and how they blew it a little bit last year, how they coughed up that big lead in Columbus. But a team that they needed to beat last year and they couldn't get it done on the road and a team they're going to need to beat this year if they're going to win the Big Ten is Michigan State. So Michigan State comes to Beaver Stadium where they were a place where they were blown out in 2016, uh, but it's a much different Michigan State team than that game. It is, however, a similar Michigan State team to the one that Penn State lost to last season. So it's going to be a lot of similar names and a lot of similar personnel. And Penn State will, will need to avenge that loss uh, if they're going to if they're going to win the Big Ten East. I think they absolutely have to win that game. All right, so that's the first half of Penn State's schedule, the first six-season superlatives. Uh, We're going to have the second half of the schedule, superlatives for those games, coming up after a break. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's about what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you gotta check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. My bookie has been in business for years, has great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today with my bookie. And here's a special offer for Locked On Nittany Lions listeners. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to $1,000 when you use the promo code ONCOLLEGE. Visit MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE, that's O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E, when creating your account to claim the bonus. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Steven Pianovich. We are continuing 
are superlatives for each game on Penn State's regular season schedule. Uh, we're moving into the second half of the season, which uh, Penn State's seventh game of the year is on October 20th at Indiana. Uh, and I think this is the best chance for a sleepy start. That is superlative it gets. I, I'm i not sure if it's going to be a noon kick or not, but I wouldn't be surprised. If it is, it's on the road at Indiana where it feels like every time I watch a game there, it's cloudy and Indiana is like winning 10-3 to in the second quarter against some ranked team. It seems to happen every year. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case this year when Penn State goes out there. Uh, Indiana is not a great team. I don't expect the Hoosiers to make a bowl game this season, but still winning on the road in the Big Ten can be tough. And especially for a game where you're coming off of Michigan State and Ohio State, and Penn State has Iowa, and then their schedule goes back to Iowa, Michigan, Wisconsin. So this Indiana game is sandwiched between Penn State's five toughest games of the year, and it could result in a sleepy start for the Nittany Lions. The next week after that, Penn State's back home, October 27th against Iowa. That gets the superlative of the game that won't be as close as last year. Obviously, it was tough to get closer than what Penn State did, pulling off a last-second win at Kinnick Stadium over the Hawkeyes as Trace McSorley hit Juwan Johnson for the touchdown with time, no time on the clock. Uh, but I think Penn State's going to win this one comfortably. Iowa is a solid team, might be a little bit better than last year. They were, Iowa was great at times last year and, and very bad at times last year. I expect them to be a little bit more consistent. Kirk Ferentz's team will be, but I don't expect the Hawkeyes to be able to, to make it a ton of noise in a game at Beaver Stadium. Moving on to a November 3rd game at Michigan. I give this a superlative of the game you should probably be worried about a little more. I think this might be Penn State's toughest game of the year because it's at the big house. Michigan is going to be much improved from what what it was last season. The Wolverines have a new quarterback. They'll probably have a, a bit of a different looking offense. And it's just it's tough to win up there. Even last year, when Michigan went uh, eight and four in the regular season, it was a they were they were good at home. They gave Ohio State a great run at home, and it is very hard to win up there. Penn State fans will remember two years ago, Penn State got trounced. Things have been very very great for Penn State since then, including a, a blowout win over Michigan at home last season. But playing in the Big House is going to be tough, especially that late in the season. You know who knows what what how the teams will look, who's going to be banged up, exactly what's going to be at stake in that one. But I think that could be a very, very tough game. It'll probably be, Penn State will probably be considered an underdog in that game, I would imagine. Uh, The next week after that is November 10th. Wisconsin comes to Beaver Stadium. That gets the superlative of the game that will probably decide how Penn State's season is remembered. I think at this point in the year, Penn State will Maybe either they, you know, even if they have one loss or two losses, if you beat Wisconsin, you might be able to knock the Badgers out of national title contention, and it'll give you kind of a better feeling about how the season's going to wrap up. If you already have two losses and you get a third one piled on there, that's gonna it's just gonna make things feel bad, especially losing a game at home like that. So I think that one could have a lot of impact on exactly how Penn State's season is remembered in the long term. Of course. They could be undefeated going into that game, and if Penn State is undefeated this year, if Penn State is one regular season loss, you hope it is that one against Wisconsin because it shouldn't hurt them 
uh, in the Big Ten East standings, and they would probably get another shot at them in, in the Big Ten championship game. All right, so next game is November 17th at Rutgers. This is the best game for breakfast sandwiches. Plain and simple. You're going to be in New Jersey. Won't be surprised if it's a noon kickoff. Go get a go get a, a pork egg and cheese on a on a nice bagel and uh, enjoy the morning and enjoy a game that Penn State is uh, is probably going to win out there. And then the final regular season game, November twenty fourth versus Maryland. I'm doing another food one. I'm sorry for for disrespecting Rutgers and Maryland like that, but. The superlative for the Maryland game is it's the best game to reheat turkey leftovers on your grill. It's the uh, two days after Thanksgiving. This one will be Penn State. You know, might be icing a Big Ten East title. Who knows? They could just be ending a nine and three regular season. It, 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 who knows what what the atmosphere is going to be like? It will be Senior Day, of course, at Beaver Stadium uh, against a team that that Penn State should certainly beat by a couple touchdowns. So those are the superlatives for each of Penn State's 12 regular season games this year. Let me know which ones you liked. Let me know which ones you didn't like. Uh, We might do something similar uh, with that for Penn State's roster coming up later in this week. So that's something to look out for. All right, we're going to take another quick break. But after that, I'm going to be back with my initial 2018 Big Ten Power Rankings. Keep listening to Locked On Nittany Lions. The wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, and that means it's fantasy football season again. And FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance to sign up now. To get into that free $250,000 FanDuel contest, go to fanduel.com slash locked on today. So I'm going to finish up today with my initial Big Ten Power Rankings for the 2018 season. This is something we'll do each week here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Uh, looking at the Big Ten as a whole this season, it is arguably the strongest conference in college football. And I sincerely think that the Big Ten East is the best division in college football. The only other division that could make a run, make a case for that, is the SEC West. But the Big Ten is a strong, strong conference, but it is a little bit top-heavy. Uh, with that in mind, we'll start at the back of the rankings at number 14, and that's where Rutgers is going to be penciled in to start this season. Yeah, poor Rutgers. Uh, they have to play in the Big Ten East. They also have Wisconsin on the schedule this year. It's It, it might be another long season for the Scarlet Knights and, and uh, Rutgers, Rutgers fans. At 13 in these power rankings is Illinois. Lovey Smith, who now has a pretty great beard, is in his third season in Champaign. They're starting to get some better recruits there, but I don't think the results are going to play out. Not yet in 2018, at least. It'll probably be another three or four win season for Illinois. Uh, number 12 in these power rankings is Maryland. Terps had a tumultuous offseason, obviously with the tragic death of their of a freshman offensive line, lineman, Jordan McNair, DJ Durkin, 
at time of this recording has not been fired, but it's hard to imagine that he'll ever coach again at Maryland. And, uh, I mean, it's a t- just from a talent standpoint, Maryland doesn't measure up to the rest of the Big Ten East. And I think the Terps are going to have a very tough time winning more than five games this season. Number 11 in the initial Big Ten power rankings is Indiana, uh, another team from the Big Ten East that is just, is, is just going to struggle with the schedule. The Hoosiers also lost their top running back, Morgan Ellison, who had an indefinite ban. Of, they didn't announce why, but he was banned indefinitely before the start of the season. He's a leading rusher, unsure when he's going to be back. It Indiana always seems like they pull a home upset or almost pull a home upset somewhere along the line in the season, and I wouldn't be shocked if that happens again. Uh, but they'll probably need at least one of those if they're going to be bowl eligible in 2018. So number 10 in the power rankings is Minnesota. It's P.J. Fleck's second year rowing the boat up there in Minneapolis. It's still a building process for him. They they could probably pick up some, some wins. They might get closer to bowl eligibility just because they're playing in a Big Ten West that features a lot of teams who are just okay, and they could beat teams like Purdue and Northwestern and maybe Iowa. But it's still a building year for Fleck in that program. Number nine in the Big Ten Power Rankings is Nebraska. It's it's pretty exciting to be a Nebraska fan. Penn State does not have Nebraska on the schedule this season, uh, but Scott Frost is going to be there. Former Nebraska quarterback, led UCF to that undefeated season last year, was one of the most coveted coaches in college football, is returning to a place he played, much to the delight of many Huskers fans. Still, I mean, it will be certainly a build for him in his first year, but Nebraska's offense should be much more exciting. And I think Scott Frost is a guy who can push them to close to bowl eligibility. I think they'll win five or six games. Number nine, or excuse me, number eight, Purdue. Purdue, low-key, very fun to watch. Jeff Brom and that offense are, are super fun. They have a ton of trick plays. They have an explosive offense. And Purdue might only win six games, maybe seven, but... There'll, there'll be a team, if you're just bored on, on an afternoon and there aren't that many good college football games on and you see a, a Purdue game on, I, I would advise watching, especially if they have the football. Uh, Purdue will be in a national spotlight this Thursday because the Boilermakers are opening their season against Northwestern, who is number seven in these Big Ten power rankings. Northwestern just seems to win eight or nine games every single season with Pat Fitzgerald. They could probably do that again this year in another down year for the Big Ten West. Uh, Northwestern, if, if it's going to make a run, kind of has to do it now before Scott Frost really gets things going at Nebraska because if, if they might not be the number two or number three team in the Big Ten West for much longer. Number six in these rankings is Iowa. The Hawkeyes lose two of their big pieces on defense. Josie Jewell and Josh Jackson were both NFL draft picks. Uh, they were two of the best defenders in the Big Ten last year. Kinnick Stadium is always a tough place to play. I don't need to remind Penn State fans of that. And they're tough to beat in Iowa City. Uh, Ohio State found that out the very hard way last year, too. Uh, they get Wisconsin in there this year in a game that's super intriguing and might decide the Big Ten West. That's an early September game as well. So if Iowa was going to make some noise, that game is, is almost a must-win for them. Uh, number five, and this is where there's really a gap between the best teams in the Big Ten and everyone else, and these are the five ranked teams to start the season. And number five in my rankings, I have Michigan State. Spartans return 
a lot of starters from a team that was very good last season. Um, but they just don't have that talent level that matches Ohio State or even Penn State or Michigan to compete in that division, which is why I have them fifth here, but certainly wouldn't shock people if Michigan State ended up winning the Big Ten East. Number four in these power rankings, I, I have Michigan. It's Jim Harbaugh's fourth season in Ann Arbor, and Michigan fans really want results. They want to see a Big Ten title, or at least a 10 or 11 win season. Uh, Michigan has a new quarterback in Shea Patterson, and he should be able to turn that offense into something a little bit more exciting than what people saw last year, which was just uh, just a very boring offense they had. Michigan has a great defense under Don Brown. They will have that again this season, maybe the best in the Big Ten. Uh, it, I think it will depend on how much how much points they can put up and how, how good Patterson fits into Harbaugh's system there at Michigan. They could certainly make a run at a Big Ten title this year. They'll have a tough schedule all around, though, and that starts this week against Notre Dame uh, in a game that's going to that has college game day and a huge national spotlight on it. Number three in these power rankings is where I have Penn State to start this season. I think it's a very fair spot. Uh, Penn State has the most proven quarterback in the Big Ten, possibly the most proven quarterback in the country in Trace McSorley. They have a couple questions on the defensive side of the ball, and it's still a little bit of a mystery exactly how they'll replace the production of or if they'll be able to place the the sheer production of Saquon Barkley and Mike Gusecki and Deshaun Hamilton, uh, they have some you know they have some gaps to fill at those skill positions. But Penn State has a lot of talent. They have a, a quarterback who is as reliable as anyone in college football. They have a tough schedule, but they might be able to navigate it to another Big Ten title. Number two in these power rankings is Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor is running behind one of the greatest offensive lines that we've seen in college football in the last decade. Uh, he's a Heisman candidate for sure, the Wisconsin running back. They have a very solid defense. They have a, a brand of football that they play very well. Uh, and the Badgers, the, the biggest downside for them is they made a run. They went undefeated 12-0 and through the regular season last year. It's going to be tougher to do that in 2018 because the Badgers have three road games. Their toughest games are on the road at Iowa, at Michigan, and at Penn State. I mean, if they can get through that 12-0, this this is a serious national title contender. Uh, and number one in these power rankings is Ohio State. Yes, even with Urban Meyer suspended for three games and not being there in training camp, I, I still think this Ohio State team is the team to beat the Big Ten. They're just too talented not to put it number one in these rankings. Uh, they are loaded at pretty much every position. They have two terrific running backs in J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. They have a fearsome defensive line and potential number number one overall overall pick Nick Bosa, and they have a new quarterback in Dwayne Haskins who has never started a game but has high expectations and a huge arm and could make their offense a lot more explosive than it was for the last couple of seasons with JT Bear under center. Their schedule is going to be tough. They have that game against TCU without Urban Meyer. Road test at Penn State. Obviously, they'll play. They play Michigan State on the road too, and then at Michigan at home, and they'll be tested. But I think they're too talented to have it number one here, and, and we'll see how it goes. I, I don't think we're going to learn much about Ohio State even without Urban Meyer until that Week Three matchup against TCU. And again, I think the Big Ten East could come down to September 29th in Beaver Stadium uh, with the Penn State versus Ohio State game. 
So those are how I see the Big Ten lining up heading into the 2018 season. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you disagree. We'll have these rankings every week. Uh, Hopefully some things will change and we'll be able to dive into some results starting next week. So that'll do it for this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Download us and rate and review us and let your Penn State friends know about Locked On Nittany Lions. We'll be back later this week with more outlook for Penn State's 2018 season uh, and some, some news this week heading into the Appalachian State game. Take care.